All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just after three o'clock, welcome back to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We got some momentum going. Big thanks to Eric and Jana, Cameron, Jason, Mike, and Adam. Uh, they have all stepped up to uh, support uh, a kid for kid sport, so we get um, more in the game. Uh, also, uh, Bruce uh, just came in as well. So uh, there you go. We're off and running. We want to get to 60. We're, uh, hey, uh, you think about it every hour. If we average 15 an hour, boom. Well, we all got over 15 in the first hour, so uh, let's keep that rolling. You can text us at 10, 12, 60, or email us, jgregor, tsn, 1260.ca, or Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, how you help out a kid, and this gets uh, kids playing sports. Soccer, football, you know, lots of different sports they play. Lacrosse, summer and hockey registration, and uh, uh, not many, to be honest, right? Uh, it's not like they get to go and skiing just because it's, you know, you got to travel and everything else like that. But it, it gets them into sports that other baseball, basketball, that otherwise they would never get to play. And it's, uh, it, it's a huge, huge opportunity. Uh, Nathan just came in as well, attaboy Nate. So if you want in, you can text in with your name and just say you support a kid. It's it's very easy. It's $25 a month for the year. Or you can do a one-time donation of 300 It's your choice. Either one. So um, let us know. We want to get to 60 kids today. They'll be part of the uh, Gregor's Giving Gang. And uh, I will send you updates throughout the year just kind of uh, so you know where your money's going and you kind of get to see it. I, I think that... It's a big difference. You, anytime you maybe look at it, you're like, oh, there's that 25 bucks. Oh, yeah, got an email last month saying uh, this is where it's going. 
And so uh, if you have the opportunity to, to help out and support, please do so today. It is uh, Kid Sport Week, and uh, so today on the show, uh, we're just making a Kid Sports Day. As uh, we welcome in Jason Strudwick. Strudy, how you doing? Great, man. What's going on today? Well, there's quite a bit going on, except in the uh, the NHL and NBA playoffs. My goodness, like, ooh, the Celtics won a game. I guess like that's the closest series. Like they've won one game. That just it's kind of strange. The conference finals have been very one sided in the results. Now the NHL games, considering the first four went to overtime and the fifth one was a one nothing game, they were all one they were all one goal games. You really can't get much closer than that. So it's not like they haven't been competitive in that sense, but the series. When you look at who's winning and losing, ultimately haven't been that competitive. No, they haven't. And crazy, like you just made the point. Like other than last night with the Heat losing, these all could be sweeps, which is uh, pretty crazy to get this far and have. I, I can't imagine. I don't remember it ever happening. We're four, all four in the NBA. NHL were sweeps in the, in the conference finals. So it's nice to see the Celtics get on the board last night. But the Heats, I watched that game and the Dallas Stars game. They, you know, uh, we'll start with the basketball one. The, the Heat just a little bit out of sync now. I think you got to give the Celtics credit. They had it going on Tatum's shoot in the shots, but I can't see them coming all the way back. Uh, I think that'd be unlikely. Well, then the Stars, you know, they just, Andre just seems a little bit off. And it's, it's probably unfair to put it all on him, but, you know, to, to, to beat Vegas, they needed him to be really, really good, and I just didn't think he had it. Um, he hasn't had it in this series, and last night I didn't think he was great. So off they go, and now you know they're down three nothing, pretty, pretty long road back. But uh, I mean, Vegas seems to be a team that's kind of destined towards getting the final. Oh, hundred percent. And hey, Vegas and Florida right now, two very different approaches on how they get there. I'm like. I know that Bill Zito was was announced today. He's GM uh, of the year. He's in there with uh, Sweeney in Boston. And I look at I'm like, okay, so he made the Kachuk trade. Great. Didn't really do anything else. And his team wouldn't have made the playoffs if Pittsburgh hadn't soiled the sheets in the second last game of the regular season. But I've always said it. The, there, there's no lamer award than the GM award in the National Hockey League because it's voted on after the second round of the playoffs. And Boston, I think, is the first team because obviously they set the record for best regular season ever. They're the first team that hasn't been in the conference final in, like, I don't know, last eight years. Right? It just doesn't happen very often. So, you know, I'm not surprised to see the, you know, the other two, uh, Dallas and, 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 and Vegas, or sorry, Dallas and Florida, uh, in there. You know, but if you look at it from a GM perspective, like, Vegas made some pretty decent moves during the year that have impacted their team. You know, they had goalie injuries. They've acquired lots of goaltenders. I would argue that McCrimmon's probably more deserving of Bill Zito in my eyes. Yeah, that's fair. And I think, you know, the, that to me, what I think they really deserve is just kind of their their goalie bet or or the lack of a bet they they made. You know, like I I know they they okay, Logan Thompson can be our guy once Robert Leonard went down, but you look at their goalies and this is meant as no disrespect because just playing a game that child is pretty impressive. But you look at their goalies, like I I don't think that anyone prior to the season was like these guys are the ones that can get it done. And then you know especially look at Aiden Hill. You know Aiden Hill, Lauren Bressois, he's at his turn. Logan Thompson, uh, you know Jonathan Quick. I think you know I, I think he's a little bit different conversation. But those other three have all kind of gone it done at one time. And I think that to me is the real gamble that he made. And you look at Toronto, uh, the gamble they made with Murray. Now Murray's was a little bit different. It was injury 
related, but they took the gamble and it didn't work. So I don't know. Sometimes you also have to reward them for the the ones that maybe aren't as big and bold. But it's pretty bold to go with that as your as your as your goalies and then have it really work out well. Yeah, no, it's true. So um, now I want to get to the orders, and uh, we've discussed. I'm I'm not. I don't really see any reason why Edmonton should have interest in in Severson. And based on there's a lot of our listeners who agree with me. I don't see it. But where do you like? Would Matt Dumba at all interest you, or does does he not interest you? Oh man, you know what, Greg? So I, I, <laughs> that's funny. I saw I saw the article on Orders Nation. I thought it was a good one, uh, and it got me thinking about the D. And yeah, so I look at Matt Dumba a little bit like I think of Chikrin. I, I think that he, you know, there, there's things that I like about his game. But I'm not sure he's the perfect fit. Like when they got uh, brought in Ekholm, it is has been, and I think it will continue to be, the perfect fit in that spot. It, it just you couldn't have got it better. So you know, is is Dumba better than CC? I, I, he's more physical, that's for sure. I'm not sure if he makes you know that many more plays, but he's 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 more physical, and he um, you know CC for being such a strong guy doesn't play a physical brand of hockey, which I'd like to see a little bit more out of him, especially when you're partnering with Nurse. Um, but I, I, no. So I'll just answer no because when I look at the cost of it, is it is the extra like what do you think is, is he going to get six million? Do you think Demo gets five million, six million somewhere in there? So you're almost twice as much, and is he twice as good, or or even incrementally that much better? I don't think he would be. What do you think? I Dumba, I have some in you know like Edmonton has a lot of size on their left side. Right, so I know Dumba's not the biggest defender, but he plays physical. Um, it he he's not a pure defender. He's a, he's a little bit of a risk taker. Mm-hmm. So that I'm like, mm. you know, I'm not sure. I guess now if you play him with that comb and you play Bouchard with Nurse, okay. Um, but like the thing is, I don't know if Edmonton like. So if you move CC, he's making three point two five. And what are you going to trade him for, number one? Right? Like, if you're trading Cody Cece, I, I doubt you're just giving him away for a draft pick. Right? Like, he, like Cody Cece's a solid defenseman. He's not a top-pairing defenseman, but he's a solid defenseman. And he's not – if he's in your second pair, he's not overpriced. So, like, Cody Cece, to me, he played banged up last year. He didn't have a great year. I think it's fair. But the year before, he was really good. So, at, at 3.25 – I gotta be very certain that the guy I'm getting is clearly, clearly better. And it, is Matt Dumba more consistent than CC? I'm not sure. So what's the number? What do you think the number for Dumba would be? It's got to be at least five, doesn't it? Um, uh, I don't think so. Was he coming off of? Isn't he coming off of like six? six or he was making six. Yeah, yeah. But guys, hey, guys, take um, you know, guys get get salary drops for sure. Right, I don't. Um, you know, there's been a few other guys. Like I'm looking at Dumba. You know, he like Dumba played. He played 28 percent of his minutes against Elite last year, and then he was like basically 35 against middle and 36 against bottom guys. Right. So I, when you look at who he played against, which to me is a big indication of of what your value is as a defenseman. I don't. I don't see him as a five million dollar guy to be honest, Rutz. Okay, so we're not looking at that much of a. Um... Because who who's he playing behind? He's playing behind obviously uh, Spurgeon. Spurge would be uh, Spurgeon would be above him, right? Um, who else am I thinking? On the right side, there's probably no one else. 
Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I just – I want to – when I look at, like, let's just look at Vegas's pairs. They just feel right. Like, everything just feels right when I look at those pairings. And I'm, as I'm watching the game last night, it just feels like they're in the right. Everything kind of fits right. So is Dumba Nurse the perfect fit? I don't think – I'm not sure to win a Stanley Cup. Not, But I look at those other guys. Yeah. I don't know that it is. And that's the problem, is it? But I feel like Ekholm was the right answer. Now, it cost him a lot in assets. But look at, like, Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, Theodore, Haig, Whitecloud. It feels like everything fits there. You know, maybe if in a perfect world you'd like to see a righty in there, you know, McNabb and Theodore, but they're working well together, so I'm, I'm not going to beat it up too much. And like actually, in the playoffs, Freddie, the right. yeah, yeah, in the playoffs, Dumba played more than Spurgeon. Okay. Right, so him and Brodeen were, like, their top pair, and uh, Middleton played with uh, with Spurgeon, it's uh, it's looking like. So, um, you know, like, Brodeen's a pretty solid just defender. Right, and so, like, Dumba, you could probably play Dumba with Ekholm. Right? I think on the open market, though, Dumba probably gets five, maybe yeah. more. All depends, though, who he gets five with. Right? I think yeah. you can get more money on a worse team right now. That's normally oh, how sure. it works in free agency. For sure. Right, and so Edmonton, Edmonton doesn't really need to go big game hunting. A, they can't afford it, and B, I don't think they need to do it. So that's, you know, that, that's the other challenge for them. Yeah, so let's so let's just go backwards. I think it's unlikely and probably not going to happen as far as changing the goalies. So I think the money we know it's there up front. You know, you could we could talk about signing or trading for a, a, another top six winger, but is that more important than than finishing off this top four D for the Oilers? I I I think I'm looking at the D. That that is my focus. Uh, if I'm if I'm Ken Holland. Yeah, no, that, like it's an interesting discussion for Edmonton because I think you have to to take the determination. Say, okay, which Cody Cece do we have? Do we believe that Cody Cece can be closer to who he was last year, yeah. or is he closer to what he was this year? And because I, I I think last year might have been like great year for him, and this year I believe was below standards for him. I, I do believe that the injury plays a part in it. You played injured struts. It, it, and we're talking a difference of, like, a guy like Cody Cece, I think an injury for him will impact his game more than McDavid, and it's more noticeable because McDavid's just so much higher than everybody. If he falls back, he's still higher than everybody. Whereas Cody Cece, if he's, let's say, a number four who and then gets injured, well, maybe now he's a, a number five or six, but he's still playing – in, in a top pair role, you're going to get exposed more. Well, that's exactly it. So, you know, historically, has he been more than a three, four, five? I think. No. Yeah. Like, no, not really. He got, um, and by the way, Jamie Ben just being suspended two games. I'll be honest, that surprises me, Struds. What do you make of him getting two games when he already sat out a full game and Petrangelo only yeah. got one? Yeah, so this is actually the focus of my Struds on, but I, I just okay, the suspension well, we'll itself. Get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think okay. I'm surprised it's that much as well because it is essentially three games. Yeah. Although I, I don't mind that they don't base it on that, but that's interesting to me. So we'll get on, on the Ben suspension uh, coming up with Struds on and more. Uh, next, another season begins. We'll talk about it on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Thanks to uh, Dan and Harry and Mike 
for uh, coming in, stepping up to uh, support Kids Sport. If you want to get kids in the game and help them get on the uh, the court, it's uh, Kids Sport. Today we're doing the uh, Gregor's Giving Gang. You'll be part of that. Uh, we're looking for 60. We're already over 20. So uh, let's keep it rolling. You can text in at 10, 12, 60. It doesn't cost you very much at all. It's 25 bucks a month or a one-time donation of 300. Uh, you do the 25 bucks a month. Uh, you can smile, sit down when you look at your visa bill and be like, hey, I'm helping out. And I give you updates throughout the year. On uh, on how the kids are doing and stuff like that, so you get a feel of uh, where your money's going. So if you want to help out, uh, we want, our goal is to get to sixty. Um, you know, there's obviously more demand this year than ever, and so if you're in a position where you can help out, if you had a great sporting life as a kid and you love playing, just think about what you're going to give that. That's what you're giving to kids. It's just the opportunity to be part of a team and play and have a lot of fun. And I think for most of us, uh, playing sports as a kid is one of the uh, the best memories we have. Uh, no question about it. So you can text in at 10 to 60, email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, jgregor at tsn1260.ca. Also, uh, Rhonda just came in as well. So uh, thank you very much, Rhonda. So uh, we'll keep it rolling. I love it. Now, let's get to the uh, Blue and Yellow Report brought to you by the Edmonton Stingers. And the CEBL 2023 season begins this weekend. For the Stingers, they have their uh, home opener. It's already sold out. But uh, don't wait. Get tickets to the uh, Stingers next game. Go to uh, edmontonstingers.ca. As, uh, that's the website. It's actually thestingers.ca. My bad. Thestingers.ca. And uh, you can get your tickets. Uh, week today is game two if you want to get in. they got an exciting team, and more importantly, a great atmosphere, a $5 beers, a $5 chicken wings. Are you kidding me? Chicken wings? Fries, five bucks. Woo. Sweet deal. So you can check it out at thestingers.ca. And uh, they made some uh, big moves, a new head coach and a new GM. Good friend of the show, uh, Steve Sir. First of all, uh, Steve, congrats on the on the new gig. How's, uh, how's the GM role been treating you? Well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely find out this weekend, Jason. Uh, hopefully, it's uh, it's positive all around. But it's uh, you know what, it's gotten off to a great start. Um, Jordan and I have worked very closely on uh, what we want the roster to look like, uh, what we want the team to be about, and the, and the ideals that we want uh, to, to have the team centered around. Uh, we see it very similarly of how we want how we want to play, uh, style of play. I think. Uh, for the fans, as you mentioned, in a, in a great plug, our first game is sold out uh, this weekend in our home opener, and I think people are really going to like what we what they see. We're gonna we're gonna play fast. We're gonna play unselfish. We're gonna shoot the ball very well. We're gonna play really tough. So I think uh, you know when you roll that all up into one thing, uh, it's going to be an entertaining brand of basketball, and I think the people there are going to really uh, really be proud of what they see on the floor and have a great time. Steve, excited to have you on the show and excited for the new Stinger season. It's great to have basketball in the city. But before I go any further, I just want to make a public apology. I made an insensitive comment about a, a, a time where I, I mentioned that maybe you were coaching a player and how can you coach a player and you couldn't dunk. So I just want to apologize and let's just get that behind us so we can move on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, I was I was waiting for when you were going to issue something publicly, man, and um, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you, you you remembered it and you and you were able to put something so uh, cordial and and polite and thoughtful together. Uh, so yeah, I was hurt. 
I was stunned. I mean, I was in my car, I was listening to Ben, and then all of a sudden it turned into a Steve Sir bashing show, and I was like, I, I can't take this. This is just unacceptable. So, I know it's, uh, I, I appreciate that, Jason. We're on the same page again, my friend. It's good. Okay, good. Now let's move forward. Let's move forward. So, you know, as you built your team, you talked about the style of basketball you want to play, but, you know, how hard is it to, or to, to say, I want to play this way, but then find the players that fit that style of play that you and your coach would like to see on the court? Um, well, it does present some challenges. I mean, especially in the window that we operate in in the season. I mean, a lot of guys are, who are, are are really good players are, are playing throughout the year, and this is their time now. That's that's their off season. Um, so you got to be smart and you got to be diligent. And I think you really have to put the time in on on who are we looking at, uh, what are the positions of need, uh, how do the guys that we're recruiting fit with the other guys that we already have, and I mean, the good thing about basketball right now is there's there's a lot of guys out there that want to play um there's a lot of guys that are that are skilled that can put the ball in the basket but then you have to really i think uh, stay in tune of uh, of how that all fits together so you know we think we've put a team together that makes sense uh we were versatile uh we're big um we're quick and uh you know i i think with the cbl it, uh, we come together fast. We have a we have a, a shortened training camp because a lot of guys are coming off of their season, so they're in shape, but they need that time together to develop some chemistry quickly. I mean, the good thing we have is we have um, a couple really uh, good players coming back that play the right way, that set a good tone, and uh, the players that we've recruited, I think, fit well with that as well, personality-wise and basketball-wise. So. To answer your question, I think you, you just have to trust your instincts and uh, obviously working together with, with Jordan Baker on this, uh, being able to vet it uh, with him and talk about, you know, pros and cons and this and that and, and work through it together. We both trust one another. We both know that we see the game very similarly. So I think that helps as well that we're, we're approaching this from a professional side of knowing the game and uh, having played with a lot of different guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully this weekend – our initial instincts were right, and, and we have some guys out there that are that are going to play well, and I think we will because we, we like our team. We really like them. Steve, sir, joins us, uh, the GM of the Edmonton Stingers. Their season tips off in Calgary Saturday. Their home opener is Sunday at the Edmonton Expo Center. Sold out already. And, uh, you know, the CBL, they announced it, uh, games this uh, week, this season on TSN as well. Uh, not every game, of course, but, um, you know, they got games of the week. In a few weeks, they have multiple games, so uh, the league is growing, which is great. Now, Steve, this is kind of your first foray as, as a full-time GM. You were a quasi-GM of your 3x3 team, you know, organizing guys around hurting cats a little bit at times. But, you know, you get into contract negotiations, all that. What's been the biggest learning curve for you? Um, not to get too, you know, in the initial, in the initial season with the singers in 2019, I worked closely with Barnaby Craddock, uh, who was the acting GM and head coach. Uh, my position was a director of player personnel. So we worked on building the initial roster and we were actually talking the other day of, of how far the league has come and all the good word that is spread about what the CBL is all about, because that first year we were just trying to find anybody because nobody knew what, what was going to happen with the league. It hadn't been around before. There was a lot of, ah, maybe I'll wait and see what it's about. Then I'll get involved. Um, so having gone through that first initial experience, uh, this time, uh, four years later, uh, there was some good lessons that I could lean on from that, that helped me work through this, uh, when there, you would, you know, maybe miss on a player. Cause obviously, you know, you, you have your ideas and you think this is going to work for this amount of money and in this time frame, and it just sometimes doesn't align. And, uh, I think probably the, 
every once in a while you'll catch yourself of maybe getting a little discouraged. You're putting some lines in the water and, and just nobody's coming back. Um, but the good thing is, is I, as I mentioned, we, we have a great front office, a lot of uh, supportive people, a lot of upbeat people that are working really, really hard uh, to put a good product together. Um, and I think the, uh, the additions of some new positions, obviously myself and, and Jordan in the coaching role, uh, kept it a really positive atmosphere of, you know, hey, when it, when it didn't go exactly according to plan, you readjust and you make a new plan. So it's, we're not batting a thousand on everything, but uh, what I really enjoyed about the experience was uh, if it doesn't go perfect, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you get right back in there and uh, and find some guys, get in the video, get into, uh, get into some, some chats or some phone calls with some agents and, and you get back to work because we need to have a good team this year. And uh, that's a good motivator through everything. When you're speaking with players, is, is there a, a conversation about, hey, we can help you work on this or add this to your skill set? Absolutely. I mean, I think the summer is a critical point for a lot of guys because they, they're coming off a season. You know, usually they're pretty banged up. I mean, you guys know. I mean, it's the same like I think with every, any professional sport is in the off season you got to dress to physical things. Uh, you got to make sure that you're healthy. Uh, and they also got to be looking at like, what can I add to my game? How can I come back the next season with an edge? If I can even just be a little healthier, if I can be a little more mobile, if I can be a little more flexible, if I can shoot the ball from the free throw line, a couple percentage points higher, uh, the guys who are really committed to being pros and really do love it, look at it from that perspective. Obviously those are the guys that we were seeking out who are guys that love to play who are guys that want to be here and who are guys that are truly committed to being professional. So when they look at it that way, they're asking you those questions of like, I want to work at this. I'm going to do it, but how can you help me? No one's coming here. I think at least the guys we've signed, no one's coming here expecting us to work miracles for them, which is good because there are players out there. It's like, well, I got to be a better shooter, but I don't really want to be in the gym. It's like, well, okay, well, you would see how that doesn't actually work. Right. So I think for the guys that we have, um, for the guys that we have a lot of things that comes up is shooting. Um, they know obviously that I've been a guy who shoots the ball well. And then if I can have input or if I could help them that I obviously will. So we'll talk about that, but we have a great coaching staff with, with Jordan, obviously, uh, coach Hoyt, George Hoyt, who's done a lot of great skill work with our guys in previous seasons with the Edmonton Stingers. And he's a guy that has worked with me with shooting. Guys want to know, like, can I come in the gym and can I address these issues? Yes, you can. Get with Coach Hoyt. Get with Coach Matt Skin. Get with Coach Jay Tomlinson. Get in there. Get the reps. Get the sweat. Make it productive. Um, and that's been probably the main thing is guys know that the, right now you need to be able to shoot the ball. And if you shoot the ball at a high percentage, if you're able to hit threes, if you're able to step away, if you had some size, if you're able to be consistent, more doors are going to open. And uh, that's what we want to provide. We want guys to show up in Edmonton, obviously ready to go, ready to play, but we also want them to leave Edmonton better players than when they got here. And that's really what our commitment is to them as an organization for their player development. Steve Sir joins us on the Sports Theater TSN 1260, GM of the Stingers, as, of course, the season tips off Saturday in Calgary, Sunday in Edmonton. Steve, you're very confident about your team right now. What do you know about the other teams? How much scouting do you know? Do you kind of know what to expect from the opposition? Well, we have an interesting open to our season where we're playing a back-to-back with 
with Calgary, who's this is obviously their first year in the league as an expansion team. Now they were in Guelph as a franchise last year, but they're uh, they're almost a completely new look. And uh, from that end, I know for our coaches, uh, they'll look at players. Obviously, you you can dig into video where guys were playing this past season, what their games were like, tendencies, things like this. But how it all fits together is going to be a little bit new for us. So. I know our coaching staff's going to be prepared. I know the coaching staff's going to have our players prepared. Um, but it is going to be interesting because we're opening down there. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people excited for, for basketball, professional basketball, being back in Calgary. And then coming back up to Edmonton, we'll at least have the night's, previous night's game to look at to see, okay, what are guys running? What are they doing? What are they looking for? Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting because we have – Obviously, Vancouver in the West, and we have Saskatoon in the West, who have been a part of the league from the beginning. But then adding Calgary and Winnipeg as expansion franchises this year, they're going to be new looks. And once the games get going, we'll have video. But some of it is also, I think, just preparing as best as we can, making sure we're doing the things that we need to do right. Uh, as I mentioned, every team is kind of working from a shortened training camp perspective. So making the days count. And making sure that we're that we're doing the things that we need to do so that we're as prepared as we can possibly be. I think that's the best place that we can start. And then guys are going to learn quick. We're going to play a team, and I know they're going to pick up on stuff. As I mentioned, being professionals, I think they're going to be ready to go. Um, I'd like to go ahead, Stratty. Oh, I was just going to say just just quickly to go away from from uh, to stick with basketball. But Nikola Jokic, what do you what do you, is he? He seems like such a unique player. What what do you think of his kind of uh, seems a boundless skill set? Did you guys see that he mentioned three x three the other night in his press yeah, conference? Oh, really? I did. Yes. Yeah, he was meant. He was talking about playing three x three with the Serbian guys who are right now the top players and teams in the sport, um, but. I think that that comment really encapsulates it. Like he knows how to play and how do you learn how to play? Well, you get out there and you play and you play without rules or you play without limits, especially when you're growing up and that's playing with your friends and it's playing because it's important to you, not because you're you know told to be here or told to be there. That obviously comes when you start to become a, a serious anything. But I really liked what he said of like getting out there and playing and developing a love for just playing the game ups and downs and in between and I think there's no better player in the league, obviously. I don't think he's the best player in the league right now for me. Um, but there's no better player in the league right now, I think, that exemplifies that of the ability to just play. Like This is a guy who is very atypical physically, a little bit atypical basketball-wise of what he does. And then obviously the team is very well coached and they have a lot of good players around him. But so much of what he does is read and react and it's built around – clearly not having a problem with other players on his team being successful, which at that level is actually not that common. And then also too, having enough of an ego where it's like, it's my night, I'm going to score 50. And he just goes and does it. But I love how he involves everybody. He shares the ball. He makes, it's kind of like the Steve Nash thing from the two thousands where it's like making passing cool again and cutting and moving I just I think he's so good for the game, and it's great that I, you know as the NBA goes in playoffs and now have the, they're in the finals, you're going to reach people you have that maybe follow the sport casually that haven't had a chance to really watch him play, and that's going to be good for the game because he's he's tremendous. How would you defend him? Oh God, um, <laughs> I liked the idea that the Lakers had 
of putting LeBron on him because the odds are that they weren't going to call some fouls on LeBron that they might call on some of the other role guys on LA. Now, I don't know if that works for an entire game, especially because then you're talking about having LeBron having to work like crazy on the defensive end, but you're in a tough spot. I mean, they've built a team that when they're going, they make a lot of sense of, well, I'm going to send help from these spots. He's so smart. He sees these plays develop almost before they happen. And he's picking people apart when they try and get tricky. I think where, where teams were smart was trying to put a bigger guy off of him so that when he starts to drive and create, you're setting bigger help and making it more difficult for him to find those gaps. It seemed to be something that was working for LA with Anthony Davis, but then in the end, he just finds a way to make it happen. And then the other guys on his team make plays. And before you know it, they sweep the Lakers are in the final. So it's, it's an incredibly difficult task to figure out how you want to try and slow a guy like that down. He's the best player in the best league in the world. Well, Steve, we look forward to the uh, season opener on Sunday. For those who are lucky enough to get tickets and then others who want to go, they can get their tickets at uh, thestingers.ca for uh, Wednesday's second uh, home game. And uh, good luck in Calgary. And, uh, hey, maybe we'll have a, a Strudser uh, dunk-off later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We just healed that. I like that idea. I'm really happy that you floated <laughs> that out there. We're going we're gonna to follow that right up with a shooting contest. So I think oh, we, 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 yeah. we're going oh, to make that a two-parter. Oh, buddy, we're friends now. I, I apologize, buddy. I apologize, uh, man. This is, this, is, this is Greg's idea. That, not me, man. This is Greg's idea. So let's uh, yeah, we'll, we'll set it up. Well, Struddy does. Struddy, you've talked. I think Struddy might. Would you, what would you be more confident in, Struds? You're shooting or you're dunking? Well, I, I can't jump anymore. I got a sore Achilles heel, injured it, uh, rescuing a, a cat out of a tree two weeks ago. Wow. But uh, I just think, a, honestly, three pointer, I, I feel pretty comfortable saying I could hit three out of ten three pointers uncontested. I feel pretty comfortable hmm. with that. What do you three think, Steve? Three out of ten. Unco- now, from where, Struddy? Like in the corner, at the top of uh, the key? Like where are you no, shooting? I'm, I, no, I'm like, I'm from, uh, I think they call it the wings. Like not the top and not the sides. I like kind of like that 45-degree angle off that. But listen, I mean, I, <laughs> I talked a pretty big game when I used to say I could hit home runs too. But I feel pretty comfortable with this. Three, three out of ten. Three out of ten. Mm-hmm. With not a lot of people watching, obviously. Mm. Okay. Well, I'd be willing to take that. I'd be willing to take that bet. I yeah. think we could. Uh, I think we'd have a lot of audience members that would be like, "Study three out of ten. Ooh, Jesus! This is not crazy. Like, what no, did you it's hit? Not crazy. Uncontested. Well, Steve, what would you hit? Uncontested. Well, Eight, probably, nine. Un- uncontested, like in my rhythm. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in a just, workout. I if I don't make ten, you. if I don't make ten, ten out of ten in rhythm, I'm mad, oh, for sure. Man. Okay. Oh. I might I'm, go I'm down to two then. I think I'm at two. I think I said two. <laughs> I don't even know what in rhythm means. That's a bad sign. <laughs> I love it. good. It'll be good. Steve, well, uh, we look forward to talking to you, and uh, best of luck in, in Calgary on Saturday. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Take care. It's uh, Steve, sir, the uh, GM of the Stingers. <laughs> I, dude, you're talking to, like the guy who had the greatest three-point shooting percentage in NCAA history. I, I, I got to be so, so careful with him. Yeah, like he's, he, he's I legit. Let, I can't chirp yeah. him. <laughs> no, no, he can't chirp a shooting. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I got uh, scared. Well, not a shooting. No, I did. I did. You know, I, I liked how you said basically you had no vertical. So that was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say what that. Is he, what does he say? Well, you did. He's six seven, and you said he couldn't dunk. It's basically well, saying he has was, no vertical. Uh, okay. Yeah. When you put it that way, I did say that, but I didn't say it today, right? <laughs> no. No. You're right. You didn't say oh, it God. today. 
So oh, uh, you've, uh, you, you've gotten better uh, on that. So it uh, would be interesting. I wonder, like, how many of our listeners could go uncontested and get three out of ten? Like, I'm sure there's guys who play a lot of basketball. They could do it. But the average guy who maybe, like, when was the last time you played basketball of any of any level? Like, even just, like, how often do you play basketball at your house? Never? Me? I, I do a lot. I have a, a thing. Oh, I love. okay. We out there and we shoot, and that's why when I get, like, to not see, steal Steve. So when, when you get, get in a rhythm, Strad? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I don't want to, like, I, I'm not comparing myself to one of the greatest three-pointers, you know, in, in college history, but... I think when I get a bit of a role, like especially I like I could never do it with like a hundred people watching, maybe five. You know, get a bit of a sweat on, couple you know, a couple uh, push ups to kinda of get the juices flowing. Uh, okay. All right. So we'll see. Three out of ten. It's got like I remember I when I went to Arizona, I was shooting every day. There was uh there was days when like Depends where I shoot from, Stray. Because when I was shooting from the corner, I sucked. I couldn't make it from the corner. I could do it if I was shooting from the right side, like at the call it the power alley. Really, that was my best spot for me. But if I'm shooting in the corner, like I was brutal. Like I was missing like ten in a row consistently. I was painful. Yeah. The so, corner. I don't uh, like the corner. But I haven't shot like from three point range. I can't remember. Like I play with my son, but we're shooting like you know from the top of the key. Right. That's about it. So. um it's. Uh, I'd be interesting to see, guys. There's no chance Strud's going 30% from beyond the mark. From uh, Honest Andy. Hey, Struddy, a 10 foot hoop's different than the six foot one you're shooting on in your driveway. <laughs> well, no, Dick. I think. I, <laughs> I got, no, I got him up at 10. I honestly, I, okay. I, I've had some really, really good days. But again, I, I need some, you know, lead. Up. People watching though, Struddy, it's totally different. Oh, I know. You get up to t- like, t- yeah, five, ten people. That's about it. But it won't take long if someone is passing the ball. Zip, zip, zip. And once you get in a roll, you just have to hit three. You know, or two. I can't remember if I said two or three. I can't remember. That's you said Paul. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Struds on and more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Brian Adams. It's a good tune, man. Oh, class. Welcome back to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. A uh, big shout out to uh, Frank and Dan, uh, two latest people to uh, to come in. So uh, we got to keep it going. It's uh, Kids Sport Week, and uh, today's Kids Sport Day, where you get to sponsor a kid to play sports for the upcoming year. And uh, we had Sadie on the show in hour number one, and uh, she actually works for Kids Sport now. And she didn't know as a kid that um, her family used Kids Sport. And uh, she went on to you know graduate university and, and had a good athletic career. But without Kids Sport, she never would have played sports. And kind of comes full circle for her. And so if you're in a situation where you can help out, we'd love to get it to, we're coming up on 30 people, which is great. Uh, we need 60. That was the goal today. There's, there's a little bit of shortage right now for kids sport and, uh, they got some fun shortage. So we're trying to help them out and uh, have kids play sport. It'll cost you $25 a month. That's it. Come off your visa. It's very easy. So if you got uh, 25 bucks kicking around that uh, you want to help a kid uh, get into sports. So maybe you think about uh, how much fun you had playing sports. And what a difference that'll make in their life to get them healthy. They just feel part of something, gains confidence. Like it has so many positive impacts for other things. So if you want to help out, you can text in with your name at 10 12 16 and just say, hey, I want in on Kidsport. That's all you have to do. And then I'll send your number and uh, say to your Dana from Kidsport, we'll call you. Okay, it's that easy. So we're, we're looking to get to uh, 60 kids today. So we're, we're right on pace. We're halfway there at 30, but uh, we don't want to slow down. So text in at 10 12 60. 
or email us, jgregor at tsn1260.ca. Now let's get to uh, Threads On, brought to you by GS Construction. As a busy summer for them, they need employees. Laborers, pipe layers, equipment operators. If that's you and you're looking for a great company with great benefits, go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On, New Cans. I was just thrilled to get a new can. God, slip that thing on, strutting around the dressing room, showing everybody what it's all about. Look at this, new can. Hey, looking good. The 10-12-60 text line. Thank you for everyone uh, sex, uh, sex, texting. <laughs> Jeez. Woo. Tea bags. I don't believe in tea bags. I use loose leaf tea, and it is so much better than the tea bags. I'll eat tea bags. I mean, I'll. <laughs> Himself. I've got nice bowling ball shoulders, a decent head of hair, and a big organ that needs to be heard. It's time for Struds On. Jamie Ben. Listen, I, I love Jamie Ben. I, I, you know, I, I, I think he's a hell of a player, good captain, everything that you know you want to have. Just, just a gamer. And, you know, last night, basically, first couple of minutes of the game, he gets tangled up with Mark Stone and, um, you know, comes down and cross-checks the guy in the neck. So you see it, I'm like, that's on purpose. Like, that was intentional. There, there's no doubt about it. That you can't try to tell me that you lost your balance or anything. And so I was kind of interested to see what he said post-game. doesn't say anything, uh, you know, which I, I think he probably should have spoken. But he spoke today. He was just suspended two games, really three, because of how early it happened in the last game. But when he spoke, he said this, and I literally almost choked on my ravioli. He said this, Jamie Ben, on the cross-checking, apparently kicked him out. The game happens pretty fast. Emotions are high. Obviously, I would have liked to not follow him and use my stick as a landing point. Pardon me? You go back and watch that. He is in complete control of his stride. He is, he is standing up. No problem. He has not out of balance. He doesn't fall down. He comes down and tries to cross-check Mark Stone intentionally. Don't, so I, I honestly, if you want to do that, no problem. But you got to pay the piper. But don't try to tell me that you fell and tried to use the stick as landing point. You try to chop his neck off. Try to chop his head off. That's what you did. That's Just be honest. Just this, this is what I did. Now, obviously, there must have been some coaching up from whether it's the GM, the coach, his agent, uh, his old babysitter. I don't know who. But don't even try to lie and tell me that's what happened because there was no – he was not out of balance. He did not fall. Did gravity pull him down? No. It was his own acceleration came down, bang, right on the neck. And it was an undisciplined play. Not a, not a wise play. And it, it, so this doesn't change my opinion of Jamie Benn. The action, the lie, that's what I can't get over, Greg. That is the, the biggest lie I have ever seen a player try to say about falling on using my stick as a landing point. Well, let's be honest. What do you expect him to say? He, the, the, he hasn't. The, it was terrible timing for Dallas. What are you doing trotting him out before the, the league has made their announcement? It's moronic. There's nothing he's going to say. Of course he's not going to admit that he made a terrible decision because all that's going to do is add fuel to the case. They botched. He should have said last night after the game spoke, number one, because it's right after the game and you're the captain of the team and you could talk about a lot of other things. You could have talked about the game. Hey, I hurt my team. I let my emotions you know, get the best of me. I can't take that penalty. That's all you have to say. You don't 100%. have to describe what you're doing. But the, the Dallas Stars botched this thing completely. But I will say, I'm actually surprised that he got worse. He got more than Alex Petrangelo got. 
Yeah, interesting. You know, the intent. So where was the intent more serious? I, I ah, God, I don't know. They're both. They were like this one to me is is just worse because he he comes down so hard and so aggressively down on the guy, you know, and on his neck. You know, now dry saddle kind of gets him in the in the chest a little bit, so it's not that far off. Um, but you know, so we're talking one game versus two. Could Petrangelo got two? I th- I I believe he could have. But this one, Greg's is just it is so. He literally just comes down and tries to, you know, do a DDT on him. Just drops on him as hard as he can. It just—it's—it's it's not even close. The bad decision he makes. Oh, it's a terrible decision. Uh, honestly, not sure was that worth. Like he's at least engaged with Stone. Petrangelo has to skate way across the ice from the right D to the left point. He's got his stick like he's chopping wood on a guy who passed the puck three seconds earlier, and he gets one game. The inconsistency of player safety is mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing to me. He got one game, and, and Ben gets two games, gets an extra game. For I don't know, And I guess it's because it was on his neck, but he, he kind of fell on him. Like, he knew what he was doing, no. don't get me wrong. He did But fall. he knew exactly what he was doing. But how, did, he come, did he pull it way back and hammer on him? Like, Petrangelo pulled his stick above yeah. his, behind his back and got one game. Like it's, I, this is Jamie Ben got more. I'm guessing because he's been fined prior, right? That's what I'm guessing. I don't know that for sure, but I just I'm I'm kind of find it laughable that this was two games and as you mentioned, basically three, and a guy got one. Like I'm a little surprised by that. I think I wonder how much of this has to do with the fact that Dallas is down two nothing in the series. Yeah, I three like nothing. To... Sorry, and the series is over. Oh, it's over. Yeah, I'd like to hear the different. I'd love to explain why. Why is it? Why Why are they different like that? Yeah, like it, uh, I get. I just found it odd uh, to me. That's all. Like, hey, he's deserving of his stupid play. Don't get me wrong, but the the lack of consistency. Um, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but uh, it's a, a head scratcher to me that it's that much different. I, I said from the get go, I thought Petrangelo should have been two games, right? So uh, I'm I'm not being inconsistent. I'd said that at the time. I thought that was a blatant two-game suspension. You know who you're doing? Like it's Mark Stone. Everyone's like, yeah, it's one of their best players. I'm like, oh, you don't think Leon Draisaitl is one of the best players? Like, mm-hmm. give me a break. Mm-hmm. To me, that's it's the the but it should be, and it's not because it's Leon Draisaitl. It's the inconsistency of the action by uh, play. And, and here's another one. Sorry, this just coming down. So um, Owen Beck, who uh, he got a two-game suspension for a slew foot in the OHL final. And he served game one, and that was the last game of the OHL final. So, in theory, he had one game left. Well, um, he does not have to serve that in the Memorial Cup. You want to know why, Struts? Can you guess why? Because the Could- NHL Department of Player Safety assumes all disciplinary oversight of the Memorial Cup and supervision of the officials. They reviewed the penalty and deemed he was eligible for game one of the Memorial Cup. So they felt it was only a one-game suspension. <laughs> That's the NHL Player Safety. <laughs> It's unbelievable. So that's uh, that's mind-blowing. Um, let's get to uh, sports, uh, Senator. Uh, oh, man, I, I just I can't believe that uh, that they did that. It's, I don't know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but it, uh, it, uh, it's surprising. I said I shouldn't be surprised because that's just kind of uh, what they do. Let's get to a Sports Center update with uh, Brandon Douglas, uh, brought to you by the Edmonton City Police, because the Edmonton Police Service, they're hiring. 
a fast-paced career that isn't your typical 9 to 5. Learn how you can enjoy the team and go to newepsrecruits.ca.